Hi, this is Dr. Ziegenbein, your favorite rheumatologist and fibromyalgia expert coach. Fibromyalgia has the capacity to rule and even ruin your life. I am here to show you how to stand up to it, how to be your fibromyalgia boss once and for all. Hello, guys. Welcome to episode number 37 of Winning at Fibromyalgia podcast. Today, I talk about the role of emotions and healing past traumas and addressing emotions and controlling pain. And I have to tell you, I've had a lot of trepidation before recording this episode for two reasons. Number one, it's still considered a controversial area in terms of a group of scientists not believing that emotions really play a role in pain generation, in patients with fibromyalgia. And also because of the personal reasons, I decided to share something very personal, very private with you, my listeners, that I found relevant as I have been working with my own pain and helping heal patients their pain. So I was going to share with you two types of ways how emotions can affect pain and how to help resolve the pain. And as I'm talking about these two types, I'll share with you the personal experience. So number one type of pain resolution is when you distract yourself basically from pain, not on purpose necessarily or on purpose, but pain is decreased or eliminated by brain being engulfed in some completely other pleasurable activity. Today, I went uh, whale watching with my friends and my son, and I have been experiencing recent uptick in my fibromyalgia pain in the back. And I posted about it a few days ago on my social media that I have been doing somatic tracking and also telling myself to be safe, sending safety messages to my brain. And it has worked temporarily, but it's still an uptick. And I I'm now familiar with my pain enough that I know that it's a message of some kind of a threat or danger. I do think my pain is a message of danger for my brain. And I'm able, I'm pretty good at identifying where it comes from. In this case, it's coming from me putting too much pressure on myself at work, in my business. I'm putting too high expectations or high standards on myself, which there is nothing wrong with that overall except when it is too much and my body tells me. But anyway, so I've had a little bit of uptick of my pain and somatic tracking definitely helps. But uh, there was a little bit of pain as I was driving to the meeting point with my friends. And then uh, we took a boat to whale watching on a whale watching ship. And I only had one experience with whale watching many, many years ago in Boston. And it was quite horrible. Not only did not we see any whales, the sea was so rough that I got so sick, so seasick that I was genuinely happy, happy and grateful when the ship around and we were heading back to shore. And then when I put my foot on the ground, on the non-moving ground, I was delirious. But anyway, so I had very low expectations and I was, I had a little bit of trepidation. The trip today was incredible. And when we first saw the whales, it was so overwhelming. I became emotional. I started crying because I feel very connected to nature. I Nature is where I get recharged. That's why I love my walks on the shore, on, on a beach. 
I just love it. So we saw the whales. It was beautiful. And I was overwhelmed with emotion. I was happy. I was grateful. And then the baby uh, whales, calves, started breaching. They were jumping in the air and plopping back in the water. And it was the most beautiful sight ever. Whales are such beautiful animals. I learned so many facts about whales I didn't know. And I was so thoroughly enjoying myself. When it was time to go back, when the ship turned around and started heading back, I was disappointed and I realized my pain is back. The entire time that we were watching the whales, my pain was completely gone. So that's one proof to me that brain can be completely distracted and my pain is generated by my brain, whether it's directly through neurotransmitters in the brain or whether there is neuromuscular junction exchange of tension or neurotransmitters that lead to increased tension in my muscles. I don't care. I just know that it immediately responded to my happiness and my complete state of, I don't want to say ecstasy, but it was complete utter joy. I was thoroughly enjoying myself in the moment. So that's an immediate resolution of pain. When the brain is distracted, when our nervous system is distracted, that means the sympathetic nervous system is not on. Parasympathetic nervous system is on the healing response because the brain is responding to joy. The second type of emotion participation in pain is as it pertains to prior trauma. And that's where I want to share my very private experience. And the reason I feel ready to share it is because I have been able to resolve it. And as a result, I'm able to share it with my patients and encourage them to not to be afraid. So I would just like to explain a little bit that fibromyalgia means chronic pain, but it can be associated with multiple other pain conditions or disorders that are considered non pathologically abnormal or not having underlying pathological abnormalities such as TMJ syndrome or irritable bowel syndrome or interstitial cystitis, headaches or vaginal pain. And that's what I had. In addition to my back pain, I've had for many years vaginal pain with sexual intercourse. I developed it as an adult and I have become to understand that it possibly was related to sexual trauma I experienced as a child. I'm not talking about any type of sexual abuse. I want to explain what I'm talking about. I was, as a five or six-year-old, I was exposed to gynecological exam that was not performed very properly, in my opinion. It Nothing was explained to me. I was a little girl. I didn't even know I had a vagina. And all of a sudden, to this gynecologist who had very poor patient skills, in my opinion, was starting to do a gynecological exam of me as a girl. It was extremely painful. That's all I remember. And I know that it's very likely that as a painful experience, I'm likely to remember it more painful than it was, but it was extremely painful and just basically traumatic experience. And I believe that my vaginal pain as an adult was related to that experience as a child. And it has gotten better as I exited certain relationship, but it was not gone. And I was not able to heal that until I addressed that 
experience from childhood. And this is where the controversy is. Some people believe that prior trauma, whether sexual or physical or emotional, should not be revisited for the fear of making symptoms worse or making emotional symptoms worse. And the training I have undergone over the past year and a half that included internal family systems and emotional awareness expression therapy have really convinced me otherwise. And the gist of that exercise is that you revisit the prior trauma, usually with the help of a skilled healthcare professional or counselor. You revisit the prior trauma, not for the sake of revisiting pain or painful experience, but for the sake of rescripting it. When I was able to bring up the past experience of that painful gynecological exam when I was five years old. Yes, initially it was very unpleasant and scary and painful, but then the twist was that the question asked was, if you could have done whatever you would have wanted done at that moment, what would it be? Basically, I was being asked a question, what would little Martina do at the moment if she could have done it? And that was the crucial twist because the brain our brain doesn't know whether we are dealing with real exposure, real experiences, or whether it's imaginary. As long as it's in our in front of our eyes, as long as we are able to imagine it, think it, it's real to our brain. I mean, that's how motivational speeches, that's how meditation and visualization work. You're imagining things, you're imagining how things happen. That's why the athletes are able to perform extremely well. That's how we are able to propel ourselves and drive ourselves forward. We're imagining how we can do well. So what I did was I imagined what I would have done if I could have, and there was some punching involved. And I want to stress, this is all imaginary. I punched a woman who was examining me, and then that felt good. There were other steps involved, which I'm don't want to go into too much detail because it's beyond the scope of this episode. Suffice to say that the principle of this method, whether you call it emotional awareness expression therapy or internal family systems, is that you do everything you need to do to heal that trauma. So what I did was I punched that woman and I also said some unkind things to people who were with me in that room. And that was enough for Martina to feel vindicated. And then the question was, what would Martina want to do now? And she just wanted to go and play. Remember, I was five years old at the time. And that's what I did at the time. It felt really good. And for the next 30 days after that, I revisited that Martina and asked her how she was doing. And I understand if it initially sounds like a woo-woo to you, but it worked. I was taking care of the little Martina that was hurt when she was five years old. She had extremely painful gynecological exam that there was another way how to explain it to her, how to do it, basically. And she got hurt. She felt betrayed. She was in pain. And nobody explained it to her. Nobody took care of me at the time. Nobody took time to explain things to me. And I was then, this is now last year, taking care of myself, taking care of the little Martina from many, many years ago. 
I was visiting with her every day and asking her how she was doing. And I'm very happy to report that that wound has healed in the sense that I no longer experience vaginal pain and it's truly liberating. And what I did want to say as a disclaimer, when I started experiencing vaginal pain with sex, I did have sorrow evaluation by my gynecologist who couldn't find anything at the time. This is now 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago. And I did even have a second opinion. I was living in Wisconsin at the time and I went all the way to Madison from central Wisconsin to go to an expert on vaginal pain. And when she suggested for me to take an antidepressant, I knew that's when I first understood there is no anatomical problem with my vagina. This was somehow connected to my psyche, to my nervous system, and I was not ready to deal with it at the time. It improved slightly, as I said, with leaving the relationship I was in at the time and doing slight or like slightly helpful topical things, but it didn't go away until I dealt with the emotional trauma slash physical trauma I had as a five-year-old girl. What I would like to say, what I would like to mention at the end is that there is now good body of research that does confirm that people who have early childhood adverse experiences are more prone to chronic conditions, not just pain, but any chronic conditions. There is good body of research confirming that any trauma from the past, any emotional wound gets stored in our memory bank that can get activated as the wounds or traumas accumulate. And it doesn't have to be a big event that triggers the sympathetic or stress response. It can be innocuous event, but it gets triggered and the pain starts and other symptoms can start. So this is all to say, I guess, that I truly am a believer of our past and past painful experiences playing a role in whatever we are going through today, in my opinion, there is no other way. There is no way that our past painful experiences, whether physical, emotional, or psychological, but that they are not related to whatever we are experiencing currently. And a way to heal our physical pain is to revisit the emotional experiences. I am not proposing to do it on your own. I did it with the help of guided exercise I did as a part of training I was in with Dr. Lisa Rankin through Whole Health Medicine Institute. And obviously, I recommend each of you who might have prior trauma only do it if you consult your psychotherapist or trauma counselor. If you're already working with somebody, do not do it on your own. I'm not endorsing that. What I'm saying today is that I strongly believe, and there is some good body of research supporting the notion that past painful experiences are connected to our physical pain today, and way to resolve it is to revisit the pain from the past, not for the sake of re-experiencing the pain, but for the sake of re-scripting these events, because that's what resets the brain. When the brain feels safe, it doesn't distinguish whether it was in the past or now, it can reset now and you can have a light switch moment when the painful experience from the past heals and the pain goes away. And I'm very happy to report that it has happened to me. 
it maybe was not overnight, but I no longer experience pain with sexual intercourse, no longer vaginal pain. And to me, that was the proof I needed to believe, to believe that past traumatic events correspond and can cause current physical body pain. I invite you all to think about your pain today and whether it can be connected to anything from your past. I'm not suggesting you do this exercise alone, but I do encourage you to think about what might have been in the past that you might want to revisit today with a guide, with a coach, with a counselor, with a psychotherapist. I look forward to connecting you with you next time. If you love this episode, please share with someone who can benefit from it too. I'm also available on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Martina Lenartova, L-E-N-A-R-T-O-V-A. And my business page has name Martina Ziegenbein Coaching, Z-I-E-G-E-N-B-E-I-N. As always, I appreciate lovely reviews or any questions, concerns, or suggestions. I'm here for it. My website is www.winningatfibromyalgia.com.